Warning, The Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Look, I'm proud of the fact that with two weeks to go, we're probably the first administration in modern history that hasn't had a major scandal in the White House. I am extremely proud of the fact that over eight years, we have not had the kinds of scandals that have plagued other administrations. I'm incredibly proud to have served with him. The thing I'm proudest of is not one single whisper of scandal, not one. I had made a promise to the American people that I would not fall into some of the familiar habits of Washington. Uh, and at the end of eight years, I, could, I think I can say to the American people, uh, I delivered on that commitment. Now, he got away with it for obvious reasons, and I have a list of at least 22 scandals, several of which are impeachable by today's standards. In fact, more than impeachable, welcome to the Savage Nation. I've decided we're going on the assault. We're not playing defense with the communists. We're not going to sit here like patsies and be punched by the vermin on the left. We're going to fight back. Now, I asked this morning on Twitter the following. I said, attacks on Trump are based on racism white, heterosexual, Christian male. Do you recall all of Obama's scandals? Where did the dollars come from that went back to Iran? And yet there was no outcry from the anti-white male media. And I asked, do you want more? And we've been basically going back and forth on that on Twitter in anticipation of today's show. And then I listed Obama's unimpeachable scandals. Unimpeachable scandals, okay? Meaning he could have been impeached for Fast and Furious. Do you know what that one was? Sending machine guns to Mexico to set off a war. Remember that one? That was impeachable. It's certainly bigger than withholding funds for Ukraine to in- investigate Joe Biden's corrupt son. Obama used the IRS to attack his political foes, as un-American as you can get. Impeachable. Do you remember the attacks in Benghazi? Do you remember what happened? Do you remember who died? Impeachable. That wasn't about withholding funds. That was about having a diplomat killed. How about all those um, military deaths in VA hospitals because of Obama? Impeachable. How about the swap of this guy Bergdahl for a Taliban? That's certainly impeachable. It's worse than Benedict Arnold. I can name many others. But the reason Obama was not impeached is because the vermin in the media are basically racists to their core. And the reason they didn't attack Obama was fear that he would be co- they would be called racist for attacking a the first mixed race president. On the other hand, they're not ashamed to attack Trump on a daily basis for invented things. Why? I'll say again. Let's start with the top. He's white. He's heterosexual. He's Christian and he's a male. And so that's the beginning of the show. And we can talk about that as well as other things. And I intend to do so because it's time to fight back. There are other stories we're going to talk about. But since we're talking about the racial nature of our nation today because of the people on the left who have made race so important, let's talk about race for a few minutes. Are you ready for them? Would you like to hear any of them? Let's start with the media complaining about white men in clip two. Let's hear it. Once again, it will be all white men on the Republican side. The Republicans, it is a lineup of white guys over the age of 50. All the white men. You've got all white men on the Republican side here. On the Republican side, all 11 are white men. The Republicans, it's 11 white men. And the Republicans, it is it is 11 white men. The Republicans, it happens to be 11 white men. Are these white Republican men? What hasn't changed is the number of white men. I, I, I know white men. And so at the end of the day, if they have a bunch of white men once bunch again of. defending another white man. Mm-hmm. You have 70-something-year-old white men. Right, no you offense get the to picture. them. Who don't. This is the most racist media in America. It's unimaginably racist. It's unimaginable, unimaginable that they get away with this. Their FCC licenses should be pulled. And you on the left should thank God Trump doesn't make me the head of the FCC. I would pull the license for CNN before I took the position. The minute I was sworn in, I would yank the license for promoting racism in this nation and promoting lies. I'd have the head of CNN in jail for what he's done. This is not a joke anymore. They're triggering a civil war in the nation. And it's going to be a very dangerous situation if this does not stop. 
when you have these low-life, low-IQ left-wingers throwing around the words old white men like it's a joke and like there's something wrong with being a white male who's old, when did it become bad to be an older white man? When did that become, when did it become okay? What if you said, oh, young black men are committing most of the crimes in New York? Young black men, young black men. It's true that 11 young black men committed most of the subway crimes, young black men. Young black men, young black men. It's true that most of the muggings, young black men, young black. What would happen? People would go insane. Why? Why? You better watch out, you on the left, because we've had enough of you. Now, as far as the crimes that Obama has committed, several of them are impeachable. He delivered our most advanced drone to the Iranians. I don't know if you remember that scandal. We couldn't understand it, remember? We had the most advanced drone in the world. It was sent to Iran in gift wrapping, and it landed without a scratch on it like a new Buick in a showroom. Why did Obama let that happen? Why did the U.S. Air Force send it as a gift wrap package to the Iranians? Why? You think it was an accident? It was not an accident. That was impeachable. And yet Obama was not impeached. Why? Because the Republicans are stupid and weak and grifters, by and large, in plain English. That's the, that's the sad truth. There's not enough f- street fighters amongst them. They don't have the gutter instincts that they need in order to survive. And that is why they're letting the leader of the United States of America be ripped to shreds by the, by the midgets, the evil midgets. You know, it reminds me of Samson in the story of Samson and Delilah, where after Samson is blinded, he is taken into a Roman arena after his eyes are burned out by dwarfs. And he is chained up. And uh, dwarfs come out with pokers. And while Samson can't see and he's tied up in a net and chains, the dwarfs like Adam Schiff, the dwarfs like Nadler, stab him, stab him with little sharp objects, with forks. I don't know how this ends. It doesn't end well. This can't go on. The American people are at each other's throats. And right now, all we're hearing are from the left. We really don't hear much from those on the right, you may say, well, he has Fox News. Yes, does he? Does he really have the Murdoch boys on his side? I don't think so. I don't think Trump has that many people on his side. He has his supporters. I'm one of them. He has uh, a few others. But he really doesn't have the media on his side, does he? Which media does he have on his side? The media is 98% left-wing fanatical, uh, almost openly communist these days. And racist, by the way. There are other stories, and here's one of them. California's Prop 47 leads to rise in shoplifting, thefts, and criminal activity across state. I don't know if you know what's going on in this state, but there is such an epidemic of shoplifting in this state because of one reason. And the reason is the morons in Sacramento who can't keep the lights on have reduced the felony level to anything less than $950 in value is no longer considered a felony. Am I making that clear enough? Proposition 47, a referendum passed five years ago, gives shoplifters and addicts the green light to commit crimes as long as the merchandise they steal or the drugs they take are less than $950 in value. We have homeless, degenerate bums and criminal gangs, mainly from Central America, going into stores with calculators calculating to make certain that the amount of stuff they're robbing in plain in plain daylight is less than $950. The decision to downgrade theft of property value between, below the $950 figure from felony to misdemeanor, together with selective enforcement that focuses on more serious crimes, you know what it's resulted in? Thieves know they can brazenly shoplift and merchants know the police will not respond to their complaints. There are junkies sitting around with brand new items in their 10 cities. Are you listening to me? They're stealing liquor out of liquor stores. They're stealing diapers out of drug stores. They're stealing food out of food stores. They're stealing candy out of candy stores. And many of these convenience stores are run by Indian immigrants who are being robbed to death. We now have organized crime rings who have turned shoplifting into a well-organized racket involving junkie thieves and unscrupulous black market resellers and gangs. 855-407-282 is the phone number. Increased Antarctic sea ice may have contributed to past ice ages. You'll have to study that one. 
There are many other stories. It's open mic to Mike Friday. I'm recalling Obama's many scandals, yet there was no outcry from the anti-white male media. Very big story, very important story, uh, a story that needs to be told, and I'm telling it today. Uh, I was up again most of the night last night. I mean, this has been some week for me. I was up most of last week because of the blackouts and going back and forth to the city studio. Now I was up last night and most of this morning working with the filmmaker for the event of SavageNationLive.com, SavageNationLive.com. And those of you who bought the download, it will be up within an hour or two, I promise you. We've been working feverishly to get the thing right. It's about my public appearance, actually my private appearance the other night. And those of you who bought the streaming access at SavageNationLive.com, I want to thank you for your patience, but I want this to be right. It is being made right. It's not going out until it's correct. I was up most of the night making edits, and now the filmmaker, as I speak, is putting the last touches on it. It will go up this afternoon, I promise you. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Is the season to elect benefits through your workplace. Most people know open enrollment as decision time for health care coverage, but it's also the perfect moment to reassess your life insurance needs. To properly provide for their families, most people need 10 times the life insurance coverage that they get through their jobs. 10 times, 10 times, which means that your employer life insurance is leaving you underinsured. And that's where Policy Genius can help. You see, Policy Genius is the easy way to shop for a life insurance plan that's not tied to your job. In just minutes, you can compare quotes from top insurers to find your best price. Now, once you apply, the Policy Genius team will handle all the paperwork and red tape. The life insurance you buy through Policy Genius stays with you, even if you leave your job. Huh. And Policy Genius doesn't just make it easy to get life insurance. They can also help you find the right home and auto insurance and disability insurance as well. So when you're looking at your workplace benefits this month, Make sure to double-check your life insurance options. Then go to PolicyGenius.com to get quotes and apply in minutes. Policy Genius, the easy way to compare and buy life insurance. PolicyGenius.com. PolicyGenius.com. The Savage Nation. It's savage on demand. It is Rock and Roll Friday, and I have set off a uh, tweet storm where I said this morning, I had had enough already, I can't take it anymore. And I said, attacks on Trump are based on racism. He is a white, heterosexual Christian male. And then I said, recall all of Obama's scandals, some of which were, by today's standards, totally impeachable. And yet not one word about any of them because of the racist's in the media, most of whom are white, by the way. They're sold-out white guys, scattered their own shadows. If you want to get into race, I'll get down with you on race if you want. You want to do it? Let's have a little racial argument today. Would you like it? Who freed the Jews from Hitler's death camps? White males. Who freed the blacks from slavery? White males. Any more? Who created more inventions and discoveries? than all other races combined, white men. If you want to argue with the facts, go ahead and make my day. But don't just call me names. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Who freed the slaves? Who freed the Jews? Who gave more to the world in terms of Nobel Prize inventions and discoveries than all other races combined? White men. I am sick and tired of humans of such a low ilk that continue to use the words like white male like it's a dirty word. I'm sick of it. Take a look at San Francisco. Take a look at the mayor of San Francisco. Nobody knows her name. They picked someone who has, no one knows her. We can't even find who she is. We have an epidemic of homelessness, an epidemic of uh, shoplifting, an epidemic of uh, defecation and dirt in the streets, a defecation of corruption, bribery on levels beyond that of the third world. And as I said during my uh, show the other night, when I was joking around, I said, we invited the mayor of San Francisco. Unfortunately, we don't know who it is, so we couldn't email her an invitation. They selected someone who doesn't even, no one even knows who her name is. 
I said, how clever the Democrat machine is in San Francisco. This way, no one can be blamed for the degeneracy of the city. That was one of my little jokes at SavageNationLive.com. But it's not really a laughing matter. Stores are going out of business across San Francisco as a result of the homeless bums coming into the stores, uh, harassing people, defecating, peeing on the floor. You think I'm making it up? You are wrong. Uh, I can tell you some stories that I will get a little too personal for you, so I don't think I should, about how, how out of control the homeless situation really is. They're not homeless. They're vagrant criminals, by and large. And I'm not, I'm not going like, to modify it like I give a damn. I, I'm sick of them. I'm tired of them. Most of them are criminals. And they're dangerous. Very dangerous. Very, very dangerous. San Francisco, Brian, line three. Go ahead, please. What's your topic? Hey, Dr. Savage. Thanks for having me on. Um, so I work across the street from a Walgreens here in the city, pretty much downtown. And uh, one of the managers at the Walgreens told me that the shoplifting is so bad in Walgreens in the city that they're about to shut down a bunch of us. And are you talking about down in the triangle down there? No, no, no. I'm uh, lower Knob Hill. Okay, you're not you're not talking about the one near all the bars down on uh, Sacramento Street. No, 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 not down there. But they're gonna. So, where where is this Walgreens where the bums have taken it over and are ripping it off? Uh, uh, I would say the one on Market in Van Ness is pretty bad. Oh, Market Street, Market Street needs to be closed down. Oh, they need to true. they need to send a tax squad in to, to to get the homeless out and put them in prison, a new prison. Uh, they're they're like a, a scourge. It's like the plague. It's like a plague against commerce in the city. You know what's interesting though? It's in Pelosi's backyard. How is it that Pelosi is such a genius that all she can obsess on is bringing down an elected president, but she can't manage her own backyard? Don't tell me it's not her responsibility. She's a congresswoman who represents San Francisco, and she can't even keep the lights on. So don't give me the double talk that it's not her responsibility. It most certainly falls into her purview. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. It is the Savage Nation. Look, coming up on the show in the next hour is Steve Bannon to talk about impeachment. He knows an awful lot of stuff that I don't know that we don't know. Steve Bannon will be with us in the next hour. Next Tuesday, we have... um, Donald Trump Jr. with his new book on. I think we're getting some really good guests on the show in hour two to keep you listening. But uh, we're talking today about Obama's impeachable offenses. And the reason he was not impeached was because of the racists in the media who have turned all their wrath on a white heterosexual Christian male called Donald Trump. Now, Trump is being accused of many things, including quid pro quo with Ukraine to release funds for military purchases, accused now, and already the vermin on the left is saying it's a given fact that he demanded quid pro quo when there's no proof, no trial. The left, which claims that they want, uh, let us say, all of the laws of the nation followed, are violating the first law, the first tenet of the foundation of of a democracy, which is you're innocent until you're proven guilty. But the scum on the left, I don't have any other words, you know, I want to, I really want to start going at them. The scum on the left are now saying Trump is guilty before he's been proven uh, innocent. They are Soviets. They have everything backwards. They've committed a civil war against the nation, and it's not going to end well for anybody. It's got to stop. And one of the crimes that Obama committed that I say is clearly impeachable was giving the Iranio-fascists, the Iranio-fascists, or if you want to call them Islamophilic supremacists in Iran, 150 to 170 billion dollars in the middle of the night so people say well wait a minute now that was their money that's what the left is saying now suddenly they're defending now i love it how the left is even defending the uh, terrorist state of iran there's no limit to how far they will go in their defense of obama or of left-wing uh, uh, stupidity so they say well the money that was released was iran's money to begin with and I said, well, wait a minute. Why was it being held since the 1970s? Why was Iran's money being held since the 1970s? Because they're a state sponsor of terrorism around the world. That's why the money was frozen in Iranian bank accounts when the Shah was ousted. What do you think it was, it was frozen for? Because they were using the money to sponsor terrorism around the world. 
And Obama sent them back their own money and released the money. So people say, well, why would he do that? Why would he do that? Why would he violate world sanctions in place since the 70s? Because Obama was an Islamophilic supremacist, in my opinion. Write it down, Islamophilic supremacist, impeachable. Where was the whistleblower when Obama gave Iran the $150 to $170 billion in the middle of the night? Where was the whistleblower? There probably were some. Maybe they had the same fate as some of the journalists who disappeared in the middle of the night uh, while Obama was president. President. Obama released that money because he sympathized with Iran and he also bribed them in a certain way. Okay? Now you say, well, why am I bringing up old history? Why? Because they're impeaching a sitting president who was duly elected. And it's time to fight and it's time to take the gloves off and it's time to uh, compare it to what Obama did that we know was impeachable. Not questionably impeachable. Knowingly impeachable. But he wasn't impeached because of vermin like Wolf Blitzer. He wasn't impeached because of rats like the bum who runs CNN. Like the rats who run CBS, ABC, NBC, MSNBC. The rats like Phil Griffin. You want me to get down and dirty? Listen, I can do it. And I will fight until the last breath is taken from me. You are fighting for the security of your children's future, or they will wind up in chains run by communist killers. There's no two ways anymore. They want war, give them war. They want to fight, then fight with them and fight with the facts. You got to meet them straight on and don't be afraid of them. Who are they, most of them? Who are they? Hysterical college teachers, hysterical college professors, Losers of every stripe, hysterical in their mass hysteria. I try to stop the mass hysteria with my book. I compared the insanity of our times to the Salem witch trials. I wrote the book, Stop Mass Hysteria, America's Insanity from the Salem Witch Trials to the Trump Witch Hunt. But when rationality goes in a nation, reason cannot hold. No book on earth can stop what's going on right now. No man on earth can stop the madness of the left. They want war. They're going to get war. I would, I would warn all of you on the left to remember a, an adage from the Bible. Are you ready for it, all of you hysterics on the left? Because here it comes. You ready for it? He who seeks the wind shall reap the whirlwind. You want to blow wind around? Watch out for the whirlwind because you're going to get caught up in it. You see, it's not rhetoric on a college campus. Maybe you grew up on a campus where you can do whatever you want, throw tables over, knock over Israelis' uh, yarmulkes because you hate Israel and you're a Jew hater, making believe you're a good liberal. Maybe you got away with all of that stuff, shut down conservative speakers because you hate them, because you're afraid of them, because you know they're smarter than you and better than you. Maybe you got away with it because you blew your whistles with your boyfriends and your girlfriends on the campus. And you're protected by the spineless, gutless, worthwhile, worthless people who run colleges today. But now you're in a bigger league. You're in the League of America. There is a vast army, a vast army of people out there who've had enough of you. And you're trying to steal their vote. Do you know how sacred the vote is in this country? We live in this nation, as I have said for many years, in a sort of dictatorship. And it's been a dictatorship for a very long time that is punctuated every few years by a vote. It's all we got left to express our freedom is the ballot box. First, you stole it with the illegal Mexicans. You stole it by taking our departments of motor vehicle bureaus and turning them into departments of Mexican voting bureaus. DMVs, how many years I've gone in there and see they've been given IDs so they can go and vote and do whatever they want in this country, getting around the law. You stole our vote by stealing our propositions like Prop 209 in California. You stole our vote. Is there anything more sacred in our democracy than the vote? Tell me what it would be. Maybe it would be family. Well, you're trying to steal family as well by poisoning family, by toxically poisoning our families with lies and perversion down to the first grade. How much more do you think the people are going to take? I just want to know what the spark is going to be. I'm telling you as I stand there, I have great instincts. What is the Fort Sumter going to be? Is it the impeachment? Where is the Fort Sumter? When is it going to happen? What's going to trigger this?
It's already been started. Pelosi is leading a war against the American people who voted for Trump. Let's be very clear. That's a lot of people. What's the number, Robert? How many people voted for Trump? 63 million people voted for him. Pelosi declared war against 63 million people. Has anyone noticed a change in Pelosi's demeanor and face since she was railroaded into this by occasional cortex and the ilk of communist vermin? Have you seen the change in Pelosi's appearance? I have. I'm an acute watcher of people's faces. She looks terrified. Suddenly the facelift is collapsing on her. She suddenly looked like looking like the old woman she actually is. She's scared to death. She knows that she's gone beyond having a good time with a big hammer, lording it over the world with a big hammer. She knows now there are consequences to what she has done, and she's not so sure the consequences are going to come out in her favor. Now, we don't know how this ends up, by the way. It could end up with the first impeachment uh, of our modern times. I and mean, of course, we had Clinton impeached, and I opposed it at that time, incidentally. I thought it was ludicrous to impeach a president based upon his sexual uh, madness. I didn't think that was a high crime or a misdemeanor, frankly. I mean, she was a willing participant, that, uh, that pocketbook woman, ever she was. I forget her name, doesn't matter. But it wasn't really impeachable. And lying to the American people, are you joking? What, that one lie was enough to impeach him? Nonsense. It was stupid. It was partisan. And I said so when it was on the radio. But this is another level now. This is at another level. And we don't know how it ends up. It could end up that they do run the impeachment and they do impeach him in the House. Highly likely they will. And it's highly likely, but we don't know for sure what these spineless Republicans are liable to do to him uh, once he's impeached. The spineless ones could go over with the Democrats, for all we know. Many of them have been playing for the other side for years. Or it could turn out the other way. Pelosi will go down in history as the first female Speaker of the House and the first female Speaker of the House who destroyed her own party through power madness. Because remember the adage, there's another great adage that comes from history in the English language, great language English. Uh, power corrupts, absolute power corrupts, absolutely. Lord Acton wrote that. Brilliant white male. Brilliant white male, Lord Acton. And he said power corrupts, absolute power corrupts, absolutely. Could be she brings down her party. Could be the American people, those in the middle. The swing states, not the swinger states. See, the country's divided between the swing states and the swinger states. You can write that one down. I live in a swinger state, but they don't represent America. They represent the poison of America. They represent the pollution of America. But not every state is a swinger state. Some states are swing states. And uh, I think that Pelosi knows she's endangered her own party. So we don't know how this ends up. Don't, don't assume I know how it ends up. I do not. I do not. This could be the early stage of the equivalent of the French Revolution, for all I know. There could be masses of rivers of blood in this country if this keeps up. God forbid. It's happened in other nations. It happened in France. It happened in Russia. It happened in Cambodia. Tensions are mounting. And the uh, Democrat Revolution is increasingly moving towards extremist action. Shall I repeat that? Tensions are mounting in America, and the left-wing revolution is increasingly moving towards extremist action under Nancy Pelosi, which is why she looks so frightened. She has unleashed the wind, and the whirlwind is liable to catch up with her. Home of Borders, Language, Culture, The Savage Nation. It's time to turn to the Bible on this Friday, because the Bible sometimes has answers. I know many of you are cynical. And you think it was just a bunch of poetry written by old olive growers in the Middle East. But for many people, it's the living word. And this is written for uh, Nancy Pelosi and Adam Schiffless. And uh, the one from New York who wears his pants up to his lower pectorals, looking like a dirty, greasy deli man in Katz's Deli with blood on his apron. Nadler. For they sow the wind and they shall reap the whirlwind. For they sow the wind and they shall reap the whirlwind. Jerry, you may remember some of your learnings from your early days. Jerry Nadler, hey, Adam, didn't you have someone religious in your family going back at some point before you came an outright whatever you are right now? Read the one from Hosea, Jerry and Adam, because your Bible might be uh, something good for you. 
Sow the wind, reap the whirlwind, Jerry and uh, Adam. Every decision has consequences, Jerry. A person's actions will come back to haunt them. If one starts trouble, Adam, or takes actions in spite of the discontent they cause, Nancy, one will incur negative consequences. It's basic to Sunday school, Nancy, something you must have missed. Something you should have caught while you're in uh, Catholic school, Nancy. For they sow the wind and they shall reap the whirlwind. It hath no stalk, the bud that shall yield no meal. If so, be it yield, strangers shall swallow it up. The nation can be swallowed up by Nancy Pelosi's madness. She herself looks shaken by what she has done. For a while, it was fun and games for her. Big hammer, lots of attention, television shows day and night. And with tensions now mounting in America and 63 million Americans armed to the teeth and angry, it's no longer a laughing matter. Nancy's revolution is increasingly moving towards extremist action. And if you study the history of revolutions, as I have done since I'm 17 years old, you will see this can't end well. Whichever way it turns out, the damage Nancy has done to this democracy and this nation cannot end well for the nation. An armed mob storms the Bastille in 1789. Is that what we're going to see before the election? Armed mobs of Nazi far breaking into prisons to release the prisoners to vote? An increasingly violent, revolutionary America finally being drawn into open conflict? I don't know. Nobody knows. Round and round it goes. How it ends, nobody knows. Marche de Marseille Roi. Maybe I should play the Marseillais. Maybe sometimes people need to go backwards in order to go forwards. Because this revolution that Nancy is conducting is not yet in full swing. But the more and more and more she keeps pushing this impeachment lie, prominent figures are going to begin to leave the United States of America. They're fueling up their Gulf Streams, and they're leaving this country, Nancy. Westwood One Podcast Network. Fans of the spoken word, welcome. This is a podcast. Greetings, pod recipients. You are entering the Savage Nation. Read the book, see the movie. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Yes, indeed, history, 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 history. Quite instructive, which is why it used to be part of the curriculum of uh, all schools until the communists took over the school system. And although they left history in, they warped history. And they don't tell you the history of the French Revolution, the Communist Revolution in Russia, Cambodia, and the other places, and how many people died as a result of the Bernie Sanders of their times, how many people died as a result of the occasional cortexes of their times. And my job, in my own small way, is to remind the listeners of this show that if you reap the wind, or if you sow the wind, you're going to reap the whirlwind. Now, what Pelosi and Schiff and Nadler have done, and God knows who it is running them, is sow the wind of impeachment. Whether they will reap the whirlwind is a matter of conjecture, but every decision has consequences. Nancy's actions are going to come back to haunt her. She has started trouble. She has taken a grave action in spite of the discontent that these actions, meaning impeachment, are causing in this nation, and one way or the other, negative consequences will result. She doesn't look like the same Nancy that she looked like recently, does she? She had the big hammer. She enjoyed the Sunday morning show. She didn't have to spend time at home in her mansions. She goes on TV, had a wonderful time. 
And now she's awakened and she's shaken because she realizes that it's very real. And if you want to steal an election that 63 million people supported, you're going to suffer the whirlwind. It's not going to end very nicely. She has basically set off a civil war in the country. Now, I tweeted several things this morning that had nothing to do with sowing the whirlwind that I think are worth repeating, and I may as well just ask the question. Do any of you out there concur with me that a great deal of this hatred towards Donald Trump is directed at him based on the racism of those on the left? After all, he is the hate figure. He's the panada of hatred of the left. He's a male hate figure. He's Christian hate figure. He's white hate figure. He's heterosexual hate figure. Uh, What more can they hate than Donald Trump? You say, well, come on now. You're parsing the question. After all, he did quid pro quo with uh, Ukraine, did he? Isn't that what a trial is about? You lying leftists, you? Or you lawyers? Or you lawyers from NYU? Suddenly you don't believe in, in a trial? You've jumped to the conclusion because of garbage that Adam Schiffless put out? I want to see the trial. I heard the transcript, didn't you, you rats, you? Not one outcry from the anti-white male media on Obama's truly impeachable offenses. Not one word from Jake Tapperstein. Not one word from Wolf Blitzstein. On Blitzer. Not one word from any of them in the media. Not one word about the impeachable acts of Barack Hussein Obama. I can give you 21 of them. This is a media lynching of Donald Trump, if it's anything. It's a media lynching by all of the leftists who run the media. And I ask, why don't the Republicans hunt the chief witch's business dealings? That's, that's been plaguing me for a long time. Can you imagine if we had investigative committees looking into the chief witch's business dealings? We don't know what they might come up with. Or Nadler's shady background or Schiff's shady backgrounds. What might whistleblowers find about Schiff or Nadler or Pelosi or Feinstein or any other the Democrats who are conducting this witch hunt? if these millions of dollars were spent looking into them. We're also looking at Proposition 47 in the state of California leading to a rise to an epidemic in shoplifting, criminal activity across the state, thefts. Business are being driven out of the cities of California because of Prop 47. And if you care to chime in on any of this, please do so quickly because at the bottom of the hour, we have Steve Bannon on at the bottom of the hour. And next Tuesday, we have Don Trump Jr. on with his new book. These are high times and not misdemeanors on the Savage Nation. I all, That's funny, high times and not misdemeanors. I don't know what it is. I think the event has unloosened me in many ways, and I think there's nothing left to hold back on. It's, it's just, there's a phrase I can use, but it's a little on the vulgar side. It's, it starts with a word that ends in an S and it's to the wall. It's a word that begins with a B, ends with an S, to the wall. And then I said in the last hour, the nation is divided between swing states and swinger states. I thought that was cute. Not so cute when you consider what I'm saying. The porn belt has been defined for a long time. And of course, I have said and others have said it's a nation divided between the porn belt and the corn belt. I'm not so sure that the corn belt is going to go along with the porn belt. I'm not so sure that the swing states are going to go along with the swinger states like California. I'm just not so sure, Nancy. Are you that sure, Nancy, that you did the right thing? Nancy Pelosi bet the farm on impeachment. We don't know how this ends. As I say, nobody really knows how this ends. We all know how we want it to end, whichever side you're on, but we don't know how it's going to end. We are living through a civil war. Right now it's a cold civil war. Thank God it's a cold civil war. Maybe the Democrats can be brought to their senses. It's too late, though. They, maybe they have set off the Fort Sumter that I've been wondering when it will happen. I think Pelosi has fired the shot that will be heard around the world. I do think so. And I think it could end in a disaster for the Democrat Party, although one never knows with the vermin in the media how things end. When you have vermin in the media, you have so much power, power that the greatest emperors of all times have dreamed of is now held by men like Murdoch, men like uh, the people who run CNN and ABC and CBS and NBC, power that you can't imagine to sway the masses. The dummies 
the dummies who will look at a disgusting woman whose DNA is a waste of human DNA. A disgusting human being has more power than over the human mind than you can imagine. So much so that an unknown bartender, a very low IQ with a big mouth and large teeth, became a congresswoman in this state, in, in this nation, because of the media, because the power of the media, power of Twitter, the power of Facebook, more power than you could ever imagine in the hands of so few. And these demigods who control the social media are the new czars. They have more power than any czars ever had in the history of the Soviet Union. And we don't know how these demigods and these czars will determine which way they want this to go. I suspect that they're all billionaires who do not want revolution. I suspect that Zuckerberg and the fellow who runs Twitter and the ones who run the other social media giants, only a few of them, you think they really want to lose their privacy, their private jets and their privacy? You think they want to give up their mansions around the world, their yachts around the world? I don't think so. I don't think they like what's going on in the country. But they're a good part of why it's going on. Can you stop it now that the genie is out of the bottle? Can you put the powder back into the powder flask now that it's been removed and put into the breach of the cannon? Ask Nancy. She's been banging that big hammer for a very long time about impeachment. She thought it was a joke. She was like the little girl at the wedding who couldn't stop dancing when everyone had gone home. People had said, Nancy, the party is over. The wedding is over. Nancy, stop dancing. Nancy, get off the dance floor. But she never had so much fun in her life. An 80-year-old Harridan with a big hammer? My goodness, what fun she was having. Now she looks shaken. Am I mistaken in that? Is there any woman listening to the show who, who sees what I see? Nancy's shaken look on her face, like she's done something and doesn't know how to put the genie back in the bottle. I see that. I'm a keen social observer. I'll be right back. Home of Borders. Language. Culture. The Savage Nation. And they sow the wind and they shall reap the whirlwind. Nancy knows that. She knows that. She must remember something from Sunday school. She ought to read Hosea over and over again. She ought to thank Jesus. She ought to get on her knees tonight instead of washing the feet of illegal aliens for show. She ought to beg forgiveness from Jesus for what she has done to this nation. The genie is out of the bottle. We don't know where it ends. But if it ends the way the state ends, the way the state that she runs ends, it's not a good sign for America. This woman ha has been so successful, along with Feinstein, the, the twins up there on Pacific Heights, in hijacking the democracy of this state. They're so successful in their control of the narrative and of the media in the San Francisco, California, in the state of California, that there is no Republican opposition. It's like the taking of Pelham 123. They took California and they got drunk on their power. It doesn't matter that they've left cities in ruins. It doesn't matter that these two witches can't keep the lights on. What matters is that they've accrued more power than they ever dreamed uh, they could do. Do you think Feinstein in her wildest dreams ever thought that she'd be this rich and this powerful? Do you think Pelosi in all of her dreams ever thought she'd be this rich and this powerful? No. And so what happened is they became increasingly reckless in their power madness. And now they've gone too far. They've set off the sparks of an American revolution. How it ends, nobody knows. Perhaps they will win and the rest of us will be in internment camps. Perhaps they will lose and they will be thrown out of office once and for all or something worse. We don't know. Nobody knows. It's unpredictable when you have 63 million enraged people like hornets. It's like a hornet's nest that she kicked over. For a long while, she thought that the world was California. For a long while, she thought that she could just bang the big hammer around and have a ball on television with her friends who run the media. I don't think so. Power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. I'm a, tra I'm, a, I'm a trained scientist. I have to say that again, as I said at my speech the other night, because sometimes I forget it myself. I spent many years, 25 years, studying how to study studying how to analyze, studying how to uh, separate the wheat from the chaff. 
studying through Aristotelian logic how to determine what is real and what is false, in my opinion, uh, what is real and what is false. But I think when you study hard sciences, you can at some point come to understand that, that there are real truths out there. And then I almost accidentally got into the political realm of talk radio 25 some years ago. And the other night I gave a talk before about 100 people in a private club and we're moments away from posting it on SavageNationLive.com for all of you who have waited so long for this and we're working feverishly through the night and right up to this moment to get it out to you. It'll be up this, I promised by the end of the day. I pray to God it gets out by the end of the day. But in this uh, presentation that I made, which was lighthearted in many ways, Pelosi's name came up, and I said about Pelosi, she wishes that she could be here with us tonight, but she sent an email saying that her minions and her are going around the nation setting up star chambers uh, around the nation because her Washington, D.C.-based star chamber under Adam Schiffless has been so successful that she's opening up star chambers around America in a franchise to persecute her political enemies. Swift would be proud of me, as would Truns. This is the uh, Savage Nation, 855-400-7282. There's so much I want to talk about, but time is so short, and the ideas are so long. The bottom of the hour, Steve Bannon will join us to talk about the revolution of impeachment and where it will lead in this country. I really don't know what he thinks. Do you think that this can be stopped? You know, that's the real question for this show. The use of racism by the media against Donald Trump and against white people has uh, so provoked so many armed white men. I may as well lay it on the line. Shall I say it again? Do you think that every man in America who is a white man is a weakling? Do you think every white man in this country is going to roll over to the hordes of non-whites who want to take everything that they've earned their whole life? Do you actually think that this hatred directed toward all the white boys of this country has no consequences? I was in a restaurant yesterday afternoon on my day off. It was a buffet. And there was an older gentleman with two sons, good-looking white guys, strong guys. Uh, they must have recognized me because we chatted after lunch. And... Uh, they work cleaning up the human trash in San Francisco. Oh, this is all I can say. They have to put on the gloves and pick up the human trash and uh, put them in ambulances. They get spat at, attacked by these vermin. I looked at these guys and realized they could do anything that they wanted. And I said, the only reason you're not in the fire department is because you're white, you're a male, and you're straight. They said, Dr. Savage, we've listened to you since we're teenagers. That's 100% true. Do you actually think that these millions of white men who have been disenfranchised, having their pride stolen now after their job stolen, do you think that they're weaklings and cowards? Do you actually think they're not capable of reaction? Call them reactionaries if you will, because that's what you're going to get, all you communist revolutionaries. You like to call anyone who opposes your revolution a reactionary. Well, welcome to the reactionary club, because what's going to happen next is the reactionary club is going to turn into the phalangist club. Study the history of the phalangists, whether they be in Spain or in Lebanon. They want war, they're going to have war. They want revolution, they're going to have revolution. The spark has been lit by Nancy Pelosi's impeachment. I have no other way to put it. I can't put it any other way. I've been asking what will be the Fort Sumter. It happened with Pelosi yesterday. She lit the fuse. She set off the American Revolution of 2019 and beyond. That's my observation. What more do you want from me? The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. Welcome back to the Savage Nation. We've been talking about Pelosi uh, stirring the wind. And I'm afraid that the American people are going to reap the whirlwind. I read Hosea on the radio. I played turn, turn, turn for you on the radio. There's a time for everything. And I believe that Fort Sumter, the cannon has been lit by Pelosi. Joining us right now is someone everyone knows, Steve Bannon. And instead of any further introductions, I'd rather get to Steve. Steve, welcome to the program. It's great to have you on the uh, Savage Nation. Dr. Savage, thank you very much for having me on. Steve, how does this end? It's not, it's not looking very good to me. And I, I think that 
I just want to give you one observation. I wonder what you think. Pelosi's face looks like she's lost control. She looks frightened by what she has unleashed. Do you believe that that's so? I, I think, look, I think she's a, I disagree with her ideologically, but I think she is a master of uh, political warfare. And I think she's run an amazing disinformation campaign over the last six weeks. Talking with Steve Bannon, who is no stranger to anyone in America today. He was the chief architect of uh, Donald Trump. He served as White House chief, of, chief strategist in the administration uh, of the beginning years. During the first seven months of Trump's term, uh, Steve went to the Harvard Business School. He was an officer in the U.S. Navy for seven years. Steve, are you back with us on the program? I, I'm, I'm with you, Dr. Savage. Can you hear me better? A little better. So in, in, you, you say that Pelosi's a grand strategist. She doesn't look like she knows what she's doing to me. It looks like she's terrified of the consequences. We don't know how this ends. It could end in the uh, destruction of the Democrat Party, or it could end in the destruction of the Republican Party. It could end in the destruction of Trump. It could end in the destruction of Pelosi. What do you think? Well, I think the reason you're seeing her rattled, like last night on the Stephen Colbert show, is the simple fact that I think we forced her to call, call, call an audible. Her strategy, she was moving down the path of a Napoleonic strategy, which is march, divided, fight, united. She was moving down five separate paths on this impeachment program with no defense at all really coming from anybody. And she was set a vote for, to impeach him on two articles of impeachment right before Thanksgiving, pass it to the Senate. Around the tables, what would happen is the people started getting organized about 10 days or two weeks ago. Matt Gates had an amazing event uh, at the Skiff to kind of show people the uh, Star Chamber that was being run by uh, Adam Schiff. And all of a sudden, you say, that broke the fever. We were able to turn the tables. We had David Rifkin write this great op-ed in the Wall Street Journal about the unconstitutionality of the process. She called it audible, which is to have this impeachment vote yesterday. The reason she's rattled is we've taken her out of her game. Now it's game on. And yesterday, that vote was very important because the two no votes on the Democrat side, one of them, the congressman from Minnesota, is a 30-year congressman that's the chairman of the Agriculture Committee. So right now, we held the Republicans. None of the, none of the Republicans were retiring who all hate Trump. None of them voted against him. And, and the Adam Kinzinger's and those other 20 that are kind of never-Trumpers didn't vote against him. So right now, unity in the Republican Party and the establishment, the populist nationalists, the limited government, and the libertarians are all coming together, like in 16, to really you know start to fight back and push back on this. And, and now it's game on. So I think Pelosi is in uncharted territory. But I, look, you'll never get me to under to uh, to uh, uh, say she's not up to the game because I got to tell you, she is one of the most powerful and smartest politicians in this country. Well, but there have been others like her who have fallen. Napoleon wound up in exile, so there have been very smart people who lost by gambling and playing the power game a little too too hard. What about Donald Trump? You know him better than anybody in many, well, better than I do, uh, even though I've gotten to know him a little well better than I did. I was on Air Force One with him a month ago, having hot dogs with him, which I'm very proud of, Steve. And I got to ask you something. How does he take this? How does he take this round-the-clock lie, the big lie put out by the media? How does a man live with that? Well, listen, I think it's very tough. That's why, you know, President, other people have to come inside the White House. He's running what he said. He didn't do anything wrong. He's got a defensive strategy. And that's why it's incumbent of everybody in this audience. If you believe in Trump, if you believe in the Trump movement, you've got to come together on the outside with grassroots groups, uh, with groups like ourselves, with the campaign, the RNC, and they have to support President Trump and defend this during this process. President Trump's got a full-time day job, and that's running the country. He's negotiating with the Chinese. He's, he's looking at how to get out of Afghanistan. He's thinking about going on the Middle East with Saudi Arabia. He's trying to deal with the situation in Syria. He's worried about the South China Sea, uh, the EU. He's talking to Nigel Farage about the United Kingdom and their Brexit issue. The president's got a plate. Look, he's, he's got to think of the ideas, negotiate the ideas, and then he's got to sell the ideas. You know, it's, it's incumbent upon us if you support Trump. And, and Dr. Savage, that's why your show's so great. If you support Trump, it's now time to ride to the sound of the guns and come to his defense. Because what the, the Democrats are trying to do is the politics of personal destruction. They don't have a case here. 
This has been the this has been the nullification project since 2:30 a.m. on the 9th of November 2016, when the Associated Press declared him uh, the victor over Hillary Clinton. They've been trying to nullify his presidency. They've been trying to destroy him personally, and now the dogs are off the chain, and uh, and we've got to stand tall on this thing and defend it. Well, defend it, we will, and I'm using all the powers I have on a, on a, on a low-key basis right now. But I want to ask you, Stephen Bannon, who's been in there and knows the man and knows the pressures he is under, could this lead to a violent, bloody civil war as, as has happened in other nations before, whether it be the ex-Soviet Union, meaning Russia, or France? Could it lead to a bloody civil war, Steve? I'm really asking a loaded question here. I know that. Well, look, you see what's happening in Hong Kong. You see what's happening in Beirut. You see what's happening in Chile. You know, the world's on fire right now. You think about this great existential uh, struggle we have against the Chinese. You know, China, Iran, and Turkey are trying to unite the Eurasian landmass, I believe, with Russia, North Korea, Pakistan, right, and drive the United States, drive the United States to be a secondary power. They will become a world hegemon. It, this, is, this is, to me, as frightening as the 1930s. But it does not have to end in civil war, and here's why it doesn't have to. We can win. This is all about the American people, and this is the middle class and the working class coming together and say, hey, we've had enough of this. We've got a guy in Donald Trump, and Donald Trump is far from perfect. You know, today's All Saints Day, Dr. Savage. Donald Trump is not a saint. He's, well, we know that, of course. He's a, he's, 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 a, he's a very flawed man, as am I. But I'd like to know one man who is not flawed or one woman who is not flawed. Stephen, what I'm worried about is the loss of the moderate wing of the Democrat Party, because exactly what happened before the French Revolution is happening right now. When you have mad jackals like occasional cortex, who is certainly not a moderate, and you realize during the French Revolution, the tide turned against the moderates who were then accused by the radicals of betraying the interests of the nation and being prepared to reach a compromise, those words were used in describing the times just before the French Revolution. That's what's going on now. Listen, I, I, I agree, but here's what I think is the difference. We have an opportunity in 2016, because we all came together and worked just as hard as we worked in 2010, and you were there, Dr. Savage, for the Tea Party Revolution. You were there for the Trump Revolution in 2016. We leaned on our shoulders. People did not work as hard in 2018, and we got smoked. Remember, folks, one year ago today, AOC Cortez was a bartender in Queens. Today, she's the third most powerful political person in the most powerful nation on Earth. Behind Donald Trump and Nancy Pelosi, AOC is the third most powerful person. One year ago today, she was a bartender. Okay, that's what happens in revolutionary times. But the reason she's so powerful is they won an election. They won the House of Representatives by over 8 million votes. If your audience sits on its hands or starts whining that this is too hard and we're afraid, Dr. Savage, then we're going to lose. And the reason I think your show is so powerful, and you've always been such a powerful voice in this, in this movement, is the fact that you know what courage is. You, you're a fighter, and you're not going to back down no matter what happens to you economically, the threats against you personally. You're a fighter, and you've always been a fighter. Now we need to fight. And by fight, it means to come together, to get out there, to put pressure on these Republicans and Democrats to make sure that, one, Trump is not uh, impeached. Number two, he's not uh, he, he's acquitted, and then to go on and win a sweeping victory in 2020. If we win, we will control the country. It's very simple. We have to get people out, we have to energize them, we have to educate them, and we have to get them to the polls. And Steve, if- you're a great organizer. You're a great organizer. I want to know if you could organize a million-man wa- march on Washington, a march against impeachment, or even a march against Pelosi, or a march against Schiff. But before we get there, I want to say one thing, Steve. You're a great strategist. Listen to my strategy. Never refer to that horse face as AOC. Do you realize that they've so compromised us that we're using the initials that are used usually only by presidents, RFK, JFK, LBJ? Look how clever the left is that you are already referring to this loser, this psychopathic left wing loser by the initials AOC when she is nothing 
nothing but a lying radical. I, I call her occasional cortex. I will not even respect her Hispanic surnames because to me, she is what she is. She has a half a brain. She is a product of the social media and nothing more. She's Kardashian with buck teeth. I do not like these people because they can lead to seas of blood, rivers of blood. This is how dangerous they are. But having said that, you're a great organizer, Steve Bannon, organizer. What about a march on Washington for a million man march? Hold it, Dr. Savage, I got to disagree with you. I disagree basically with everything you just said about AOC. I think, I think, look, this is the power of the American system. You may not like what she stands for. You may not like what she believes. But in a system, I would like to have more AOCs on our side. The problem we have is we have too many lawyers running for Congress and not enough bartenders. I want AOCs on our side. I want AOCs to believe in capitalism. I want AOCs to believe in the rule of law. So I think she's a dynamic personality. I disagree with her ideology. But if you don't think she's a dynamic personality, if you don't think she's somebody who can motivate and... and uh, and, and, and yeah, well, Evita Peron was very dynamic as well. Eva Braun was very dynamic as well, and loved by the German people. That means nothing to me. She lies about everything she says. She's an ignoramus. She knows nothing about science, yet she's an expert on global warming. I can go down the list, Steve. She's a complete and total fraud. She is a product and a construct of the media. Well, you and I, I beg to differ. But I, look, I'm not saying she's a scientist. I'm not agreeing with her policies. I'm not saying she has detailed knowledge of things. I'm just talking about her charisma and her leadership. It's that type of leadership we need on the right. What I want to see on the right is people like her. I want to see her. Look, if I could have a chance to convince her of, of, uh, of our beliefs and policies, she'd be a terrific leader. Oh, she's not going to be convinced. She's a brainwashed leftist, and she always will be. But I don't want to spend any more time talking about occasional cortex. Half wits don't interest me that much, but I agree with you. She has an awful, awfully large following, and we need more people on our side who are as capable of attracting attention as her, if you want to leave it at that. But, Steve, before you leave us, Steve Bannon, quick quick question. Middle of the night, 3 a.m., you're alone. Does Trump survive this both emotionally and mentally, number one? And number two, does the Senate his own party turn on him after the uh, Democrat Congress convicts him. This is the key point. This is not about his removal from office by the Republicans. In all likelihood, he will be acquitted. This is about stopping the Trump revolution, the Trump movement. It's about the negotiated conditional acquittal that Mitch McConnell will force him to take. Mm. The issue before us, the issue before us is what pound of flesh are they going to try to take out of the Trump movement to acquit Trump in the Senate? Hmm. That's why we have to win the House vote with no Republicans. The key hmm. is to hold the House with no Republican defection. The first vote was fantastic. The 19 congressmen that are leaving, that all hate him, none of them voted against him. The other 20, like the Kinzingers that don't love him, didn't vote against him. We must hold the House to zero. We must force it to be a partisan vote by the radicals around Nancy Pelosi. Then in the Senate, we got to work every day to make sure that this acquittal comes with no conditions. This acquittal comes with, with no negotiation, that, that the Trump revolution, in other mm. words, issues on immigration and building the wall, the issues on the confrontation of China, the immigration of endless, ending these, these endless wars, those three things particularly, because, you know, the Republican moneyed establishment hates the idea about the border. They hate the idea on immigration. They mm. hate our confrontation with China. They hate mm. doing on these wars. That is what they're trying to stop Trump, and that's the pound of flesh they're going to take. That's Steve that. Bannon, wait a minute. How do people follow you? What do you? What's the one place to go to follow Steve Bannon? Go to War Room Impeachment or go to warroom.org. I've set up a podcast every day called War Room Impeachment. Just go to warroom.org. You can get all the information on in there about the impeachment. I love it, and I want you to please come back on the Savage Nation as soon as possible. Steve Bannon, you're right as always, except on the, the half-human, half-mule who we will always disagree on. Steve Bannon, thank you so much. And and really, I want you to lead a million man march on Washington. I really do. I think that would send a frightening message to the opposition who thinks that only they can marshal people. We can also marshal people. Steve Bannon, thank you very much for all that you have done and are doing for the American people. The time right now is so short, I got to take a quick break and then back. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. It is the Savage Nation. What a day this has been. What a week this has been. And for those of you who are waiting to receive the download of the the event from the other night, it's not yet been posted. 
Please don't believe the liars on Twitter who are saying they're having trouble downloading it. They didn't even subscribe to it. It's not yet up. I just spoke to the filmmaker. It should be up shortly, okay? And the rest of you who are dying to get a copy over the weekend to watch me in action and see the wonderful people in the crowd the other night, it's at savagenationlive.com, period, end of story. Nation divided between swing states and swinger states, I posted earlier. Chris Comu says, Dr. Savage, 98-mile-an-hour fastball. I love that. I do love that a lot, 98-mile-an-hour fastball. I just tweeted the following. What do you think of this one? We need a million-man march against impeachment. Send the show of force to the left. What do you think of that idea? I'd go to it. How would that work out if a million of us showed up in front of the White House and had a few good chance for the left to let them know that we're organized and we are no longer marginalized. Nice idea, huh, Mike? We need a million-man march against impeachment. Send the show of force to the left. What do you think about that? What about a million-man march against impeachment? Send the show of force to the left. You like the idea? Are you from the porn belt or the corn belt? Are you from a swinger state or a swing state? Thanks for listening. The Westwood One Podcast Network. 